Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. I thank you so much for tuning in to another episode here on the show. I appreciate you and I appreciate your time. And uh, we have a great interview this week with Mr. Stedman Robinson. Uh, he is the owner of Legacy, or Robin, sorry, Robinson Legacy LLC. Uh, and this week we actually, he does a lot of things, but we talked specifically about artist management and what that looks like, what that entails, and how we got into it, and all that good stuff. So if you are interested in artist management, this is a great episode for you. And there's also some other things in the show that's not specific to just artist management, but even things that artists should know, and things as a ordinary business person, entrepreneur, should also uh, be able to utilize as well. Uh, before we jump into it, though, I want to thank True Strength Apparel. Head over to truestrengthapparel.com. Uh, make sure you check out the clothing gear that Aaron Simpkins has over there. Appreciate you, man. Also, Mr. L.T. Smith, he is an artist uh, actually out of Virginia, uh, and he's got a single out and the, uh, the, the, the YouTube video for that. Sorry, I had to think for a second. The YouTube video for that is in the description for the show. And also I have a newest, a, a, a brand new patron for the show. Uh, this gentleman has been letting me know personally how much he enjoyed a lot of the episodes and, and I appreciate him, Mr. Jay Sannon. He is a recording artist as well. So uh, I'm going to provide a link for his music video in the show description too. Make sure you go check him out. Support both of these guys, music, LT Smith and Jay Sannon, as well as uh, truestrengthapparel.com. I appreciate y'all and your support. And uh, if you want to support the show, you can head over to businesswithbordeaux.com and, uh, and check it out there. So anyway, without further ado, here is the episode with Mr. Stedman Robinson with uh, Robinson Legacy LLC. All righty, welcome back to another interview here on the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Uh, guest I have with me today, uh, you have already had the honor, hopefully, to listen to the interview I did with him a little while back in regards to Rep the King magazine. But today we're going to uh, turn a corner just a little bit and talk about artist management, what that entails, what it looks like, what are the responsibilities and duties of an artist manager. And uh, anyway, without further ado, we have with me Mr. Stedman Robinson, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Honored to be back on the show. I'm excited, um, especially to talk about this, because this is, before Rep the King, this is one of my callings to help artists out. That's awesome, man. I know you've been doing it for a while, and, uh, and you know, we, you briefly talked about it a tad bit last time, but it was more talking about the, the relaunch of the, the magazine and stuff, and, you know, I've actually had a couple people hit me up and ask me about artist management. Uh, I've talked with people before about artist management a little bit. Um, shout out to Aaron Knight and, uh, and Trisha Bell, several people on the show who has done that before. Even Thomas Terry, I mean, as a you know, label owner, he does managing too. So, but, uh, but yeah, man, I wanted to get kind of down to the brass tacks, uh, with, uh, with you about this statement, because I know you've had some experience and, uh, shout out to you for partnering with Nectar with a lot of these artists. And so, um, so yeah, man. So just, uh, just out of curiosity, I mean, if you haven't heard the stories, uh, kind of, or Stedman's backstory a little bit, make sure you check out the other interview with uh, the Rep to King Mag that's in the archives for the show. But how was it that you got kind of started into artist management? Man, 
what what started me with artist management, I used to do it in the secular world. I used to do it in the secular world. I used to find artists, manage them, develop them, and, and you know, get them to labels. Um, I was, you know, what labels call an A&R, a headhunter, go out there and look for artists, um, get them prepared, get them looking good, and set, get them signed to labels. And so what started me doing it into the CHH industry was God. You know, um, yeah, I had stepped away from the secular industry and I've been to I, I, I hung around with a lot of CHH artists in the past, um, you know, before they were bigger and <laughs> than they are now. Um, and do, going to a lot of concerts, going to a lot of shows, especially in the Pennsylvania, New York area, I would go to a lot of shows. And three times, three different people came up to me and said, God said do what you did for the world, but do it for him. You know, and I, I heard that three times and I went back to my father. My father's a pastor and I went back to him and I said, what is that all about? And he said, what did you do for the world? I said, I, you know, we went through the whole thing. He's like, well, maybe that's what you, he wants you to do. He wants you to help his artists, help his people, help them get to the next level, you know? And so I started out in Pennsylvania I was helping um, a couple artists out there. Uh, one who I I, I I would love to mention his name, but if you look him up, he's in the secular world now. So oh, you know, gotcha. uh, you know, something happened. He he went that way, um, and I didn't go that way. I didn't want that. I didn't want to do any of that. I wanted to follow what God wanted me to follow. And so, um, you know, just lo and behold, I've been working with them, working with artists and helping them to get where they want to get. And that's what really called me to do what I'm doing. You know, I, I have the passion for music. I love it. I've done music in the past. I've, you know, done a lot of things. So that's, you know, art, helping artists to get them to the next level. That's where, that's what I've been <laughs> helped to call to, to do. Right, right. Gotcha. And so what are some of the things that, uh, I, I guess from step one, is do you look for artists or do artists look for managers? How, how does that kind of work? Or is it vice versa? It, it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. Um, if I see a talent, I hear a talent, I go after it. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm saying that everybody out there doesn't have talent, but not everybody ha out there has that talent that's ready to be developed. Um, but now... Um, now that I've helped Byron Jawan get where he's at, I've helped, um, you know, other artists get where they're at. It's now more of a word of mouth. You know, now right. artists are coming to me, asking me for management help and asking me to help them. You know what I mean? And so one thing I do, I have a consultation with them and make sure that they, it is time for them to have a manager because, you know, I, I always say this. You know, and there's nothing against artists out there, but if you have nothing to manage, what am I going to manage? Right. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, you actually mentioned that uh, we did talk about it briefly last time because I remember you saying that in particular. And um, so how do you know? Uh, it, I'm trying to say this in the right way without being like uh, derogatory. Uh, I, I've heard of people not being manageable. Um. Mm -hmm. Have you ever encountered a situation with a consultation and you were just like, there's no way this guy's going to do anything I, I say or recommend? Uh, or, or is there a way to kind of understand, like, with this person, 
just doesn't really understand a manager's job. And, you know, uh, have you ever kind of encountered that? <laughs> no, I haven't encountered that. But one thing that um, I, one that one of my artists says, uh, you know, Jasmine McHale, I manage her. And one thing I ask is, like, why, why are you so – why do you listen to everything I say? Because she, she, she said you have to be like a sponge. You have to be like a sponge and soak it up and learn from it and grow from it, you know, because you're doing it, you know. So I haven't encountered that part of like somebody I've given. Well, let me take that back. I did encounter one artist, um, not going to drop his name, but I, I told him, you know, go back to the drawing board, keep on working hard. And, you know, they didn't listen. You know what I mean? So when when I see somebody that doesn't listen, that takes that tells me that. You know, they're going to do what they want to do. They're going to go where they want to go. And we only can control what we can control. So, you know, if they're not soaking it up, they're not learning from it, they're not listening to you, you know, we just got to move on. You know, pray for them and move on. Right, right. I can imagine that's got to be a interesting conversation. Uh, to, to, <laughs> it hey, man, was. This ain't going to work. This ain't going to work. Uh yeah, I mean, and just think about any business. I mean, sometimes people come in, and even me as a, you know, my, my secular job is pharmacy tech. People come in, and you really just can't, like, you can't train them. You can't guide them to do what needs to be done to be successful in that work environment, and they just don't work out. Like, they have to leave and uh, yeah. because they just don't know how to – they're not being that sponge, you know. Uh, right. They'd rather pour out of their faucet, and and, and so and you have to adjust um, – especially if you're trying to get somewhere you've never been before. That's right. So what are some of the, um, well, one, you know, we don't have to get into specifics, but I did have one question from somebody who was trying to figure out like, how does, uh, how does payment happen just to get down to brass tacks? Uh, like, is there, like there's an artist typically, is it just like a, a set flat fee? Is it a percentage of sales? How does that normally work? Or is it dependable? It all dependable. It's all dependable on the artist and the manager that they have. Um, you know, when you get to a certain level of your career and you're constantly busy, you know what I mean? I, I'm mentoring like two managers right now to help them to be great at what they're doing. And I, they asked me the same thing. Like, what do I charge? I said, what can you charge? Because one, if they have no money coming in, what are you going to get? Right. You know what I mean? So when you get to that certain level, when you get to that certain, like constantly busy, 20%, 15 to 20% is the average of what a manager gets off of everything from merchandise to bookings to music, you know what I mean? And so all that said is that it, it all depends on the manager. It all depends on the artist. It depends on what they, you know, what they agree on, you know, um, and if I, I say this, and I say this with open heart, if you're doing it for the money, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work. Right. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to get, if you're doing it for the talent, you're doing it to see and sit there and say, man, I helped this artist got to a level of his career and I love it. The money will come. The money will come. But if you're doing it for that, yeah, it's not going to happen. You know, unless you're signed to a major label, unless that artist, you take that artist and you blow them up big time. But even before that, you know, you're, you're spending a lot of time, you're spending a lot of money out of your pocket to help that artist, you know, so. 
Gotcha, gotcha. And now, whenever, um, you know, again, like I said, I, I want to get into practical logistical things, uh, questions I've had. So if it, whenever it comes to just say, like you're getting ready to market an album or, you know, do uh, pre-release marketing, stuff like that, do, do, does all of that come from the manager or, or the artist? Or again, is that just dependent? It, um, it all should come from your manager. Okay. It all should come from your manager. Um, you should have a plan. Your manager should sit there and, and let the artist be an artist. Put out the music, do the music work, and let you do the logistics part of the business. You know, get ready for, you know, sit down with an artist and sit there and say, hey, you know, you haven't put out something in a couple months, a couple weeks. What are we doing? You know what I mean? Um, you should be able to have your hands on all that. And also include i me personally i include the artists into it you know what i mean right. i include the artists i don't just go ahead and say all right your single is done we're gonna put it out and the artist is looking like oh i didn't even know we were dropping no <laughs> i include the artist <laughs> you know so you want to look at it you you the manager want should be able to control that part of it the logistics part of it so right right and so it does like that does the actual cost of all the marketing come out of the the payment arrangement or is there like a separate budget that is normally set for something like that i for me it's always a separate budget from the artists that i work with it's always a separate budget you know the artist has to know that they have to invest into themselves right you know that's the one thing if you don't if if we go ahead and do all the work one thing i learned the hard way if i went and did all the work all the investments all this stuff and the artist just went out and put music out. They, they, it's not going to be appreciated more than hey, they, they putting out the work, they putting out the money, they invested in their self. Now they're going to care for it more. They're going to nurture it more. Right. You know, they just not going to be like, all right, I drop a single, I drop another single, I drop another single. No, they're going to be like, I drop a single. We promoted it. We went crazy for a whole month marketing, promoting, getting PRs, um, getting a video done. You know, so they know that it's it's has to be coming from them. You know, for me, that's how I look at it. You know, that's what I've seen. I know a lot of managers done differently where they invested a lot, but it burn out people. It burns out people. Right. You know what I mean? So and I don't want to see that either way for me to be burnt out or for the artist to be burnt out. Yeah, that's understandable, man, because with anything, uh, you know, you get burnout real bad. And uh, and the more stress you put on yourself in that situation, uh, the worse off you get. And then, you know, don't know anybody who has done it specifically, but I could see people getting resentful towards the artist if, <laughs> and that's uh, probably not somewhere you want to be. So, oh, yeah. So when it comes to why uh, you talked earlier about, or you mentioned, you know, going to an artist every so often, like, hey, what are we doing next? What are we doing next? Uh, so was it also kind of like a motivational slash almost like a personal trainer? Like, Hey, you know, you got to get back on the treadmill. You got to work. You hadn't done X, Y, Z in a while. Uh, so is that also kind of the role of the managers just to make sure the artist is always working towards something? Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of a role. Uh, you definitely, because I've had it where I've managed artists and they haven't given me anything for a whole year. And, you know, they'll come back and sit there and say, man, I see you promote this person, promoting this person, but you haven't promote me. Well, you haven't given me anything to promote. <laughs> you know what I mean? So 
it is always it is always great to sit down and you know hash out a plan for uh, three months, six months, and a year. You know, hash out those plans. Like, what are you going to do three months from January? You know, we should have this amount of singles out. We should have that amount of videos out, music out. Six months, same thing. Twelve months, same thing. You know what I mean? This amount of shows we should be doing. These amount of concerts we should be attaching ourselves to. And then, you know, uh, also attach yourself to the events that are going on. You know, like um, Legend, uh, Legacy, sorry, Legend. Legacy, uh, go out to the Legacy events. You know, you know, Flavor Fest is coming up. You should yeah. be attending these things. Yeah. South by Southwest, get ready for that because that's every time, every year. You know, so these things should be written out, should be, you know, planned out. Even if you get a dollar board from the dollar store, have that written out, you know, have those plans written out that you are ready know that you got to have things lay out. So if you look at your board and you look at one of your artists and they haven't done any of that in, in the last couple of weeks, months, then you need to go back and you need to be like, all right, what's going on? What are you having a creative block? You know, do you need to get in the studio with somebody? It's just, yeah, you have to be motivated. You have to keep them motivated. Right, right. And, uh, you know, those conferences, I've heard people talk in, in any industry, any industry, conferences are important. Uh, yes. What are some of the uh, the biggest, you know, or the, the most important benefits of going to a conference? You know, something like a Flavor Fest or a Legacy? Well, I can only speak about Flavor Fest. I love it. Um, you know, I, I haven't been to Legacy yet. I need to get out there. But the one of the big benefits of it is learning learning what because they put these things on you know for me we went to south by southwest um we attended a lot of uh classes throughout the week at south by southwest but a lot of it was catered to the secular industry you know what i mean so it's kind of hard for us to do the same thing that they're doing you know and keep it keep it excellent for god you know so in the chh industry you want to go to these legacy you want to go to uh, Flavor Fest. Flavor Fest is going to cater towards what you're doing in that industry. So you want to go there, soak it up. The benefit of it, too, is networking. Networking. Um, you know, I, I went to Flavor Fest two years ago, and, you know, I had my name tag on. We all have a name tag on. And, like, little behold, like, a dozen people walk up to me like, oh, you're Stedman. Oh, your right. statement. We've been networking back and forth, but now I got to see you. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's all about networking, building relationships, you know, and, and being able to, you know, it's not going out there and handing out your CDs either. You know, <laughs> I, I, that's not networking. That's promoting. <laughs> yeah, that's promoting. It's about networking, building a relationship, getting to know people, and let them do their research on you. You know, when they do the research on you and they find out, hey, you do music too? I didn't know. You didn't even throw that on me. Right. You know, you, you approach them as a human being and, and love on them. You know, that's what we're supposed to do. Love our neighbors. Love on them. And definitely, that will be a... You never know what may come out of it. You never know. You don't know what God has planned for you in that, but you just got to take that leap of faith and go out there and do your thing. Right, right. And uh, just to touch on the whole, you know, the, the giving out CDs portion of that, uh, I heard 
it was uh i've heard i actually heard several different people say it uh you know very well-known people in, in the business world they'll say you know you sending me a shirt when you have no name behind you and me wearing the shirt you're not doing me a favor by giving me a shirt i'm doing you the favor for wearing the shirt so it's not the same thing you know giving somebody a cd and saying, hey, man, let everybody know about this music. Like, you didn't do them a favor just because you gave them a CD. Uh, right. They'd be doing you a favor if they're telling everybody about your music. So you got to keep in mind, um, and, I, and I think a lot of times we might hold a, uh, uh, again, I don't want it to sound bad, but we're not quite as important as we think we are. And, uh, and I think that could be an issue. You know, some of us think, uh, oh, well, I'm extremely important, so everybody ought to be super duper happy to get something for me uh in terms of like networking not everybody feels that same way um so yeah man uh when you're talking about planning uh looking at events and all that thing uh what is kind of the way you approach a planning do you do it like on a uh, like a yearly scale six month scale how do you look at uh, making plans for uh kind of longevity for an artist I, I look at a yearly scale um, and break it down into months. Um, excuse me. I break it down into months of time, you know, all right. You know, and I also look at the artist, the individual artist. Like, do they have it in their budget that they can do a single every month, right. an EP every quarter? Um, so you definitely want to take all that into consideration when you sit down. You know, if you're managing an artist, you should also have that relationship with them where it's like he can call you and he tell you, you know, man, I'm I'm having these thoughts. I'm going through these things or, hey, man, come celebrate with us, have lunch with us, you know, and have a good time with us. You know, you should have that relationship. So when you know, you know, the difference between, hey, um, you're not coming at them like a robot. Hey, you need to drop a single every month. And they're looking at you like, uh, I can't afford that, but okay, let's try it. You know, you got to look at the situations like that. Sit down. I have, I have um, monthly meetings with each individual artist where we can definitely sit down, talk about your plans, um, talk about what you got going on, what we're going to shoot for next. And then sometimes we do things on the fly. You know, <laughs> sometimes we right. do things on the fly. You know, uh, summertime came, Jasmine dropped. Um, cook out you know during the summertime and it, it would be great but you know if we would have planned it a little ahead of time it would have been better you know um so we just sit there plan things and we know talent just don't pop out it, it develops it develops right. so you know you want to make sure that the music and the sound is up to date and everything going on and you know um I, I put a lot of my artists through uh, what I call is rappers boot camp, you know, um, to sit there, send me music throughout the day and keep me up, keep yourself updated with like flows and the way you flow, the way you do things. So these are plans that we do throughout the, you know, year and month. Right, right. And uh, I just got to say, you know, I actually became a Jasmine McKay. I, I don't know if she was, I don't know if you were managing her at the time, but the very first time something came through in the uh, music submissions, I was like, oh, snap. Like, yeah, because I always, I always enjoy hearing, you know, new artists. And uh, especially, you know, there's there's a lot of r really great uh, women out there killing it. And we just, you know, just it's not enough people know about them yet. So I'm glad Jasmine's 
uh, got a good partner in her corner. Um, yeah. Um, just to give you a little history, you know, Jasmine didn't drop anything until she got with me. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. You know, she, she, she just started rapping less than two years ago, you know? And so when she, when she started working with me, we just developed that, that her, her lyrics, her flow, her way, you know, so I'm excited about her and I'm excited about all the others that I'm working with. You know, yeah, I was actually going to tell you, uh, you know, if you don't mind sharing the artists that you're working with, uh, just so we can kind of get an idea of your catalog and, and we can kind of study even what you're doing from, from the back. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, you got Jasmine Nikeo, you got Marcus Anthony, you got Miracle, you got Ministrelic. Ministrelic, these guys, they're set of brothers. Man, I, I tell you, they're, they're doing a lot of shows in the Atlanta area, but they're doing more of their underground type. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, but we're going to get them to be out there. Uh, you have Kim and Ka Calvin Cofield and Kimberly Rice Cofield. I manage them. They're from Detroit. Um, we got Jonah Green. You know, we just picked up Jonah Green from North Carolina. He's doing great things. He got some music. He just dropped something. Um, Kardec produced um, some of his stuff. And you got Drew Bees. He's from Detroit, too. Man, and, and just to say, I'm working with Heeson Lee. Heeson Lee is coming back. Yeah. You know, we're bringing her back out. I'm excited. The stuff that she has coming is going to be great. So uh, if you're a Heeson Lee fan, get ready. You know what I mean? It, it's going to be good stuff. And I'm working with her hands on um, as much as I can, you know, because she's in New York. I'm in Atlanta. But as much as I can to help her come back out, you know, I, I'm excited about that. And um, I'm working with a record label uh, called Royal Boy Entertainment. And um, under their label, they have five artists. Um, under that label and I'm, I'm just managing that whole label because you know that's that's if you have a label you have a you know your individual a manager should be able to do all that you know what I mean so I know it sounds like a lot of artists but each one drops something individually at a time each right. one you know they do things differently at a time throughout the year and all that so oh and with Marcus Anthony and Miracle, they have a group called The Church. Mm. Um, you know, so they're about to drop something uh, this month, too. So I'm excited about it. Awesome, man. Awesome. That's a, that is a pretty uh, pretty deep list, man. Uh, at this point, do you feel like you could take on a lot more artists? or? <laughs> yeah, I can take a lot more artists. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Robinson Legacy is looking to expand, even bring more managers in right, right. to help with that. You know, um, my goal is to share, I hate, I hate to say it this way, but share the wealth. Right. You know what I mean? It's not all about, you know, uh, I'm not Uncle Scrooge. You know what I mean? All about money, money, money. No, uh, my thing is if I can provide jobs for other managers, I can help them. You know, we, we always taking on other managers. Like I said, I'm mentoring two other ones to help their artists, you know, right. get to the next level. So it's it's all about sharing the love. That's pretty awesome, man. I mean, I know there's probably other people who have done that before, but I've never met them or talked with them, so I don't know for sure. Uh, but the simple fact that you're willing to take on other people and grow um, other people that are doing the same thing you do. Uh, I've actually I heard something. It was something Dr. Miles Monroe said. Um, he said it a long time ago, but I just heard him say it. He said a great leader uh, doesn't 
just exist in his own leadership ability, but what the leadership he can bring out of other people. Wow. And, uh, and I was awesome. like, man. And, and so what it sounds like you're trying to do is you're trying to bring out that leadership aspect in other managers and their ability to do what it is you do. And, yeah. uh, yeah. and so, you know, I, I really respect that. And, uh, so if people, you know, just real quick, people want to hit you up if they're wanting to be a manager or anything, uh, what would be an easy way to get up with you? Uh, easy way to get up with me, um, you know, through Rep the King. Okay. You know what I mean? I'll be, I'll be honest with you. That's the easiest way. Or also my website, RobinsonLegacyLLC.com. Okay. Um, you know, you can do that. You know, that's the easiest way. My, my phone number is public. You know what I mean? So that, that too, right there, you know, I, I don't hide anything, you know, they can hit me up. Um, just don't hit me up all crazy time of the hours. <laughs> Cause you know, I, I'll be honest with you as a manager, my phone blows up until like two, three o'clock in the morning. And I, sometimes it's got to vibrate, put it on vibrate and just roll it over and <laughs> ignore it, you know? Um, but you know, I always say to my artists, Hey, you get stuck, you get in the jam. I want to be there. I want to make sure you, I can help you out. You know, you never know driving home from work. They got a flat. They can't change it. You know, who can they call? Gotcha. You know, some of them may not have family in the areas and some of them may, you know, so. That's interesting because I was just getting ready to ask you, do you have set business hours? Uh, I, I, my wife tells me I need to, but I don't. (laughs) That's what made me think of it. That's what made me think of it, to be honest with you. I mean, it's kind of hard to have a set business hours because like, you know, some people, they have jobs. Right. You know, and when they get off of the job, they want to spend their time with their family. And then they hit me up at 10 o'clock at night. Some of them don't work during the day and, you know, they want to hit me up during the day. So it's kind of hard to have a set business hours. Um, I do have a set business hours for the consultations that I do that is set. Um, but otherwise than that, nah, I, I really don't. And I, you know, my wife says I need to. So I'm, I'm going to work on that for 2019. <laughs> <laughs> You just made her a promise right here on the show. Yep. So yep. uh so don't don't tell her to listen to the show. But uh <laughs> what are uh are there any types of uh productivity tools that you use as a manager to help you navigate things and keep things in order and focus and uh like communication tools or planning tools, anything like that that's really helped you? Uh Google. Google really helps. Google Hangout, uh, not Google Hangout, Google Docs, Google, anything Google. To be, right. to be honest with you, I mean, I, I hope they hear this so they can sponsor your show. <laughs> anything Google. Um, also, you know, you know, through text, you know, I, I sit in my office and I write down things daily that I got to do. Um, anything of that sort, but Google texting, um, Google Calendar, try to stay on top of these things. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I use to keep in order. <laughs> yeah. Google is, it's interesting the way they connect all their stuff. It kind of reminds me of Apple in a way. You know, everything is within the company. And so mm-hmm. calendars, spreadsheet docs, uh, all of that stuff is, is fantastic with Google. And, uh, and just a real quick, uh, just a bit of advice for anybody out there. One thing I learned is if you're writing anything at all, if you ever, if you're a writer, whether it's music or anything, uh, Google Docs is the way to go because if it messes up, Google captures it instantaneously and it freezes where you stopped off at. 
like if you're writing notes on your phone, sometimes it'll disappear. If you're doing Word, you know, Microsoft Word, it can it can disappear. But Google Docs is really good at capturing everything you do in live time. And then you can share it with other people to edit it. That's um, right. That's right. And so, and you can give them certain things they can and can't do. You know, it's just, it's, it's a really cool thing I've been, I've been using myself here lately for some stuff. So, uh, so definitely want to, you know, they're not going to sponsor the show, but, uh, you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, that's just a, that, that's just a bit, bit of advice for anybody out there who's a writer of any kind. And, um, so whenever you're getting ready, so if an artist is getting ready to drop, uh, drop an album, they're planning on doing something. Uh, what are kind of the, the steps that you take as a manager working with the artist to, to make sure their focus is in the right place or, or what the, the, the goals um, are? The goals are to, you know, to bring awareness to your, to the fans. Um, that's our main goal. Bring awareness to the fans. So if you're about to drop an album, drop an EP, and you haven't dropped any like singles in the last couple months, that's where you want to go. You know, you want to, um, I said this to Heeson Lee, you want to get the blood pumping back in your fans to let them know, hey, we're about to drop something. So, you know, you, the strategy is always drop singles, single, and then the album. You know what I mean? Or EP, whichever one you want to do. Um, I know a lot of people will say differently, but that's what, this is what works for us over here. Um, this is what works for the artists that we've been working with. So, you know, just, just, that's what we do. We sit down, we plan and artists may come to me and say, Hey man, I have an idea for EP. Okay. So you have the idea for the EP. You have the idea for the album. Let's talk about how to get to that end. The end result is dropping the album, dropping the EP. Now, what are the steps that we're going to take to get there? You know, um, you know, hitting them up with a little teaser of the artwork, doing Facebook Live, doing Instagram Live, connecting with the fans and letting them know, hey, I'm coming back. I got something for you. I got new stuff for you. You know, those are that's what you want to do. You want to get the pump, uh, blood pumping back in your fans that they're going to be so excited for that EP, for that album to drop. Right. Yeah, I know there was a uh, there was an artist individual. I won't name him because he's in the secular world, uh, and he's an artist who's struggling with his faith. But uh, some of y'all may know who I'm talking about. Anyway, so he there was this is years ago, probably maybe five years ago or so. Uh, he was doing like Periscope or some type of a live stream, and people were asking him, you know, how did you build such a dedicated fan base? Because he's not like a mainstream popular artist. He said, doing what I'm doing right now. He said, just engage with your, your fans, your core fans, stay and engage right. with That's them. That's right. Um, mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to talk with them, meet with them, shake hands, all that stuff. And so those, those live engagements really do matter a lot. They really yep. do. And they so, do. Uh, is there, and I want to ask this because, you know, I'd heard kind of part of, uh, uh, Sean David Grant, he was releasing his album. They were talking about music videos. Uh, what what are some things that that people need to focus on when thinking about a music video nowadays? Because used to it was a huge marketing tool because everybody was watching MTV and BET, and so they heard stuff you know that was brand new through a music video. Uh, what would you say is kind of the the focus of music videos in today's time when it comes to sharing or marketing an album or a song? It all depends on the artist and how much fans they have. Um, 
you know, I, I'm, we're dealing with this right now. We're re- revamping this right now. We're, we're putting it in the hands of the fans, you know, to say which video we should put out. You know what I mean? Um, because, you know, right now, streaming is everything. Right. Streaming is everything. You know, you have Spotify, you have Apple Music, you have Tidal, you have all these streaming outlets. That's everything right now. You know, sales, CD sales and iTunes sales are dwindling down. We know that. You know what I mean? We know that everybody's streaming it, everybody's listening to it. So, you know, you instead of sitting down and say, oh, man, this is a dope song. We're going to put out this video. To us, we're thinking, hey, we're going to put out this video. It's going to be great. But to the fans are saying, no, we want the video for this one. You know oh, what I mean? Because gotcha. this one is streaming more. This one is on more playlists. We want to see a visual for this one. Even if it's you rapping in front of a wall, we still want to see a visual for it. But again, <laughs> when it comes to videos, let's get away from that. Let's let's start moving moving into movie style videos because that's what's going to draw their attention too. So for me, that's 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 something that we're trying new this time. You know, um, I know there's a lot of artists out there who would sit there and say, "Man, no, nah, I'm gonna put out this video." But think about it this way. You know, it's all about investments, ROI in your investments, you know, your your fan base in your into your investment. You know, you put out a video, the video costs you 500 bucks and you only got five streams on it. Now, how much did you really spend per stream? You know what I mean? Versus now that song on Spotify, that same song that you put out the video for is doing a couple hundred. But then you have another one that's doing a couple thousand. That's the one you should have put the video out for, because mm-hmm. now you have a couple thousand in the streams along with a couple thousand in the video, you know, because, you know, go back to our BET days and our MTV days. How many times do we watch videos like, oh, he finally put out a video for that song. I wanted to see that one, you know, and so that's that's where we're that's something new that we're trying at Robin's Legacy. That's something new that we're trying with all the artists. But again, it all depends on the. It, the artist, you know, Derek Miner could do that. He can drop a video for whatever song he wants and he gets a couple thousand streams. But you as a brand new artist, you should think like, all right, should I do a video for this or should I do a video for that? Let the fans do. Let the fans pick because the fans will love it more that way. Yeah, I saw somebody do that a long time ago and it was, I want to say it was a secular artist. Uh, like I said, it was a long time ago and they put up on their website what what song should we do a video for next? And and this is years ago, long time ago. This wasn't like you know a year ago. This was a while ago. And uh, and I went up there and I voted, and and you can see the votes on what everybody says. And so it's it is good because you know it. I think it helps the fans to understand. Uh, my opinion does matter. Now in saying that, uh, as a fan, don't overvalue your opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, we have issues nowadays and, and I'm sure everybody listening to this knows where every fan thinks that they're supposed to dictate the way an artist, uh, takes their career. And so, you know, then we just get offended and we start bad mouthing artists and we start, then you got all these problems in the, in the church, in the body of the church. Uh, cause all mm-hmm. this exists in that. And so, uh, share your opinion, but don't, don't act like your opinion is the gospel when they're supposed to say <laughs> and run with it, but definitely share your opinion. Um, so, but with, uh, 
with with music videos, do you think that every artist, um, do you think that everybody needs to to try to have a video mindset from the from straight out the gate, or do you think they should release some singles and some songs and get some some followers first? Uh, how do you you know when should an artist really start thinking? Okay, at this point, I need to do a music video because I think a lot of times artists that freshly start off, they don't really have the funds for a video and then they throw something together real quick. And then I feel like for some people it can hurt them. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, our first impression should be a lasting impression. Mm. You know what I mean? So, you know, you throw out a video, uh, and I'm guilty for this years ago, just putting a video together that is like, Oh, it's dope. It looks good to me. Right. But when I give it to my peers, they were like, what is this? <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> this is, you know, that's whack. You know, you don't want to put that out. I'm like, no, this is, this is fire. You know, and, and like I said, years ago, I was guilty for that. And now I've learned that when we do something, you want to do something in excellence because it stands out. Right. You know what I mean? It stands out, you know, whatever you put on Twitter, whatever you put on Instagram, uh, Facebook, that sticks out, you know? Um, why you, Why do we think things go viral when it's so horrible? <laughs> it's because it stands out. Right. You know what I mean? They could make fun of it. They can poke at it. But we don't want that. We want music that's going to help. We want to put out something that's going to help us grow our careers. So, for instance, if you don't have the budget for it, don't do it. Just keep putting your music out. Keep putting, putting music out. You don't have to have a video all the time. You know what I mean? We're in the day and age of streaming. You know, um, not like back in the days, uh, YouTube, you could put on YouTube and shut off your phone and it'll still play the videos. But now it's all about, you know, they want you to pay for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So now everybody's just shifting over from YouTube, listening to music, putting their making their own playlist on YouTube to now go ahead and shifting over to making their own playlist on Spotify. You know what I mean? So let them do that. You know, if you're first starting off, don't 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 overkill it. If you have somebody who's a dope video guy and says, I'm gonna do it for you for free because I see your talent, then go ahead. You know, go ahead. You know, but build that fan base. Build that fan base. That's that's more important right there. Because who's gonna watch the videos? <laughs> right, right. You know, if you if you don't have that fan base, you don't have that music. You could put out the best video. You can get, you know, you get the best uh, videographer from Ray Knowledge to Will Thomas out here in Atlanta to to be able to do what though to for who to see, you know, for you to throw it on Facebook and hopefully somebody watches it, right. you know. So it's all about building that fan base, then going into the videos, going into. You know, your movie style videos. <laughs> yeah. You know, so there's only one time I found and it was actually a group. There's only one time I found a, a, a music artist group straight from YouTube, and that was Gideon's Army. Uh, uh there I can't remember what the name of the song was now. It was the one where they were just rapping into the, the camera. Um I can't remember, but that that's the only time I ever was strolling through uh YouTube and found somebody for the first time. But when I found them, the video was great. And mm -hmm. so I don't know if it was just the quality of the song or the song and video, but it made me want to check them out more. 
and I became an instant fan at that point. Unfortunately, they're not all together anymore. But um, so, yeah, those impressions. I'll be honest. I don't really do videos myself on YouTube. People ask me all the time, uh, why don't you put your stuff on YouTube? I'm like, because the quality of the videography that I would do is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have lighting. I have, you know, my iPhone. iPhones are great, but I don't have the proper software. Like I don't, and I don't have time to learn how to do it all myself. And uh, that's right. So that's why I just do a podcast. Uh, people don't expect as much from a podcast as they do a video. So, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, that's, that's my own personal thing. Some people don't agree with me. And so, Robinson Legacy, what, um, in terms of, do you, uh, you were talking about branching out and, and helping other managers. Uh, do you kind of already have a structure in place where other managers will work within Robinson Legacy? Or is that something you're just trying to branch out to do uh, right now? We're testing it out. We're testing it out. I mean, I'm, I'm learning as I go. You know, gotcha. we're testing it out with other um, people to help out other artists within Robinson Legacy. Um, and and there, it, it's working out so fine. It's so far so good. You know, um, you know, we just got to make sure that we work out all the kinks, work out all the issues before we go public with it, before we, you know, say, hey, man, we got. 30 artists under us, we need more managers, right. you know, um, you know, and, and I like to be hands-on with the managers too. So they, cause Robinson legacy is my last name. Robinson is my last name. And that means a lot to me. You know what I mean? So if Robinson legacy goes everywhere, I want it to stand in excellence. I want it to be, you know, a legacy, you know, um, <laughs> you know, something that we leave behind that is great. You know, not not just a nasty impression into other artists' mouths or or other people's mouths or nothing like that. So, gotcha. So, just real quick, uh, this is going to seem like a random question. Uh, Robinson Legacy, or sorry, uh, yeah, Robinson Legacy uh, LC, Limited Liability Corporation, um, to protect Stedman Robinson, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I said it uh, that way. Yeah, it's to protect, not just protect me, but protect uh, my family. Right. You know, my family. You know? Right. Can you just kind of explain the uh, importance in that real quick? Uh, I'm not sure if we hit on that last time or not, but the reason why you set up an LLC, um, and, and if I'm not mistaken, does everything you do function under Robinson Legacy? Well, yeah. Um, so we set it up that way that we want to make sure we protect our family, my, you know, kids and my future and all that kind of stuff. So we, and we, LLC sounds nice. <laughs> ain't gonna lie. You know, LLC sounds nice. Right. But you have to do your research to make sure it, it, it it's, it, you know, you want to keep it at LLC. You want to keep it business wise. Um, you know, so we did it to protect ourselves, to protect. And, and, you know, and again, we're not doing anything harmful to artists. We're not out here to try to harm artists. We're not out here to, gain riches from the artists or anything like that we you know so but you know in this world and day and age you have to have a protection yeah. you have to have a protection you know we live by the protection of god but we also you know we live in a world of men you know yeah. so we have to have that protection um and so robinson legacy to me robinson legacy was developed because of you know you, you ever walked into a chick-fil-a or McDonald's or something like that. And you say, you see, it's Chick-fil-A on the outside, but yet it's still owned by another company on the inside. Right. 
So that's what Robin's legacy is. We want to own. We want to be able to own other companies like Rep the King. Um, we want to be able to own the com- uh, Rep the King Radio. Um, all these other things. There's other things that we're working on that I, I would I would love to drop <laughs> on here, but we can't um, because you know we we wait on the answer from the Lord to make sure that we can go forward with it. But you know, there's other companies that we want to help out with, like publishing companies, marketing companies, uh, PR companies. Uh, you know, things like that within the music industry. So Robin's Legacy is going to be that head name um, and, and everything else is just going to flow right under it. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. So good. Got some clarification on that because, um, you know, a lot of people might be confused on why you would call it Robinson, Robinson Legacy LLC. And uh, so one day I want to get a, I, I actually want to get a businessman on this thing and talk about all, or not business, uh, a, a, a lawyer. Uh, anybody knows any lawyers? Hit me up. I'd love to talk to oh, someone yeah. about some of this okay. stuff. So, um, so yeah, man. So, what's uh, you know, you're talking about working on some stuff that you can't necessarily share, uh, yet. And so, you know, we're praying for you that 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 stuff that you get answers in a timely manner. And uh, so, right now, you have uh, you got all these artists you're managing. Is there anything else you can kind of share for what, or or at least at this point, what people can kind of look forward to? Um, well, just look forward to the music that's coming out from the artists, you know, that I'm excited about hearing these new things and, and also, you know, look forward to being like a sponge. Just don't soak up, you know, hit me up, soak up the, let's get a consultation going. Let's grow your business. You know, that's, that's one thing, you know, um, we're here for to help you, uh, help an artist grow. That's that's our main thing. Help your artists grow, um, and and just look. Yeah, that's all I can say right now. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> look forward to that. <laughs> look forward to the music that is coming out of the camp, um, coming out of Robinson Legacy. Um, also, partner with Nectar. You know, I, I love them guys, and I love what they're doing. Um, and so, you know, we partnered up with them for that. You know, and, and we're going to keep pushing that. We're gonna keep pushing that to the artists that's out there. Yeah, man. So just for a quick plug, I wasn't I wasn't gonna do it unless you unless you did it yourself uh, and you just did, so I can open up the can. Um, for anybody who has no idea what he just meant with Nectar, Nectar is the distribution company under Track Stars. Um, uh, Stedman has partnered with us. Uh, right now, we have three account managers, in which uh, Stedman is one of those, and so. Um, Make sure you look into that nectar.trackstars.com. If you have any questions, uh, you know, you can ask me or you can ask Stedman or Eric Boston. Uh, you can hit us up and we'll, uh, we'll help guide you through the process. Uh, if you're not under Nectar, why not? Why not? And, right. And, and the other cool thing about Nectar uh, is the fact that you actually have, uh, well, actually, actually, we're, we're, we ha- we actually have account managers under us. Uh, I kind of stated that wrong. We have account managers who work with artists directly, as well as we do too. Um, but that, I think that's the biggest difference between Nectar and all the other uh, competition is you have somebody you can talk to. <laughs> yes. And uh, which is very important. You know, we've had a lot of artists who have asked us clarification and questions, and they don't have to wait a week for an email to respond. So. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, so that's that. That's it, man. Uh, Stedman, 
we appreciate you. Appreciate you being on the show again. Drop us some knowledge and wisdom. Uh, I know of a few people who specifically will get a lot of answers out of this as well as others. Because I think, you know, whenever we face, uh, or not face, whenever we kind of look into uh, the Christian timelines and the Twitters and the Instagrams, we see the stages, we see the people on the stages. You have to get to know people behind the stages. And I would push further. You need to aspire to be a person behind the stage. Um, That's right. I mean, you know, we all have gifts and talents. They're not all meant to be right in front of a microphone. And That's right. so, you know, thankful. Uh, I'm thankful to people like, like Stedman, uh, like, you know, Sean, even though Sean does rap, he's much more of a behind the scenes person. Uh, Sean Grant, everybody at Trackstar. So, so yeah, man, uh, where can they follow you at, man? Tell them where to hit you up at. If, if I, uh, you know, you said rep the King, um, yeah, uh, rep the King or. Uh, well, um, I have uh, Robinson Legacy Twitter. We have uh, it's our Legacy LLC at Twitter, um, on Instagram, Robinson Legacy LLC on Instagram. You know that's the best places to hit me up. Um, you know if if we're friends on Facebook or if you follow the pages there too. You know, um, yeah, that's those are the best ways to hit me up. Hi, right, Stedman. Well, I thank you so much for taking this time. And looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, don't know how long in the future it's going to be, but seeing what else you're jumping into because you always get, seem to have something going on. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right, man. Well, have a great one, and uh, and I hope everything goes well. You too. Have a good one. All righty. That was the interview with Stedman Robinson. Uh, make sure you go follow him and see the things that he's got going on. Uh, and check out all the artists that he named there. Uh, there's a ton of them, so I'm not going to list them all right now. But uh, make sure you go do that. And let me know if that was helpful for you. Let him know if it was helpful for you. Uh, one of our listeners actually reached out to the interviewee from the last show and let him know how much he appreciated what he does. And so I thought that was pretty awesome. So uh, anytime these interviews are insightful to you, please let somebody know. Let somebody know because it, it helps uh, me as an interviewer, knowing that you're getting great content, the person who was being interviewed, it helps them to understand what they're doing that's helping others, even if it isn't directly affiliated with their business. So, uh, that's incredible. So thank you again, Stedman, for all you do. And also a uh, shout out to track stars. Um, I just love those, those people. I was going to say those guys, but there's a lot of ladies over there too. Uh, track stars is incredible. Head over to trackstars.com, track stars with a Z and, uh, check out everything that's going on there. Uh, if you're trying to figure out what Nectar Distribution is, if you are an artist, then Nectar di Distribution is the way you need to go. Make sure you hit me up at JasonBordo1, uh, Instagram at JasonBordo1, and businesswithbordo.com for everything else related to the show, uh, including if you want to be a supporter of the show. Uh, speaking of which, Aaron Simpkins, True Strength Apparel. Uh, again, I thank you for being a supporter. And all of you who listen to the show on a regular basis, thank you for listening to it. Uh, every time you listen to it, it actually helps the show get recognition on Google, uh, which is pretty incredible. Um, whenever I first got started, whenever I would Google business with Bordeaux, a lot of stuff in France would pop up. And now this show actually hits the top of the Google charts, not the very top, but the first page. So that's pretty awesome. So I appreciate everybody who is uh, supporting in that way and checking the website out and everything. But uh, anyway, so that's it for the show this week. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And always remember, always remember, the more you learn, the more you know, 
And the more you know, the more you grow. Thanks and God bless.